G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Guitar Wing Podcast, thank you for joining us. I am your host, Troy McCubbin, and it is 99 point... Wow, 3-4, is that right? Am I even close? I think it is. Uh, yeah, so if you were paying attention, we did miss an episode last week, and the week before, Crikey's. So, uh, there you go. So, it went down to one every two weeks. But anyway, we're going to get back to normal uh, once Bruce and Scott, uh, holidays, summer here, everything's kind of crazy, runs out of town. Uh, but anyway, we'll continue on. Please listen for your name throughout this post- podcast because we will be calling out our next competition winner. All those winners that have been called out, their names have been pulled out of the hat. Your prizes are coming shortly, so hang in there. Let us know when you get them. Uh, if you haven't signed in to be in the competition, just go to the website, subscribe, leave us a great review anywhere, and then email us so we have your name and information, then we can throw you in the hat and hopefully give you a prize. So there you go. You've got to be in it to win it. Uh, we're going to keep giving away prizes until we run out. Uh, we're going to have a lot of great things when the guys get back in town, Bruce gets back and Scott gets back from touring. Uh, until then, go to the website. You can donate. You can buy a mug, a t-shirt, a cap, picks and coasters and all that fun stuff. Please go there and, uh, yeah, send us emails at guitarwank at gmail.com, the forum on Facebook, all the above. You know the deal. All right, let's just get into it. Uh, I hope everyone is safe out there. Thank you so much for the support, and we will talk more shortly. Have a great week, and listen out for your name. We're calling out winners uh, throughout this episode. All right, have a good week, guys. Guitar wanking. We missed our first guitar wanking history. We did. We missed one. Yeah. Uh oh. Was I saw some things about that, but I just thought they were lying. <laughs> you know, it's just oh man, it was so flat out and so busy, and I was like, I got to get to it, got to get to it, and then I'm on a plane, and then I'm yeah doing this, I'm running around. It's like oh. you're, you're taking care of kids and moving family. It was yeah, it was nuts. I, I should have probably taken over. Of course, then it would have never gotten up, anyways. But but yeah, I only had a few people whinge about it. But a lot of people were like, "Ah, oh, give him a break. He's done two and a half years in a row, and he hasn't missed a day. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. We'll all survive. Let's go back and listen to old ones." So yeah. that was cool. Um, but uh, okay, well yeah. we missed, so I guess we better be good to make it up. But this is the jet lag version because today you've flown in from. Australia, and I flew from a foreign country, too. (laughs) Where did you fly in from? Kansas. Yeah, that is pretty foreign. Yeah. Wow. So it was, you know, man, yeah, so here we are. Here we are. And we're still putting it together, and of course, Scott has to leave town to go on the road tomorrow. You know, the other guy. Scott Henderson? Yeah, the guy who's usually, well, sometimes, never here. You know, that guy. He's a, yeah. I talked to him. He's still alive. He's still alive? Yeah, and he's still working on his record. <laughs> and he took it some time off just to go over and play some gigs. I guess he needs the money. And uh, You know, he's going to go over there, and they're going to play probably either really, really well, uh, and then he'll want to re-record some stuff. 
or play <laughs> or really, really poorly <laughs> because he hasn't been playing because he's been mixing. And, he's been editing. Yeah. Editing to the max. But, um, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to catching up. No, while you were gone, we, we went to Cindy's and hung out and had breakfast. Oh, you did? Yeah, so oh. we had one of our little breakfast sessions. So, you know, he's still the same. He's 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 worked his way to the guitar parts on his album. <laughs> his album. Okay. Yeah, so. All right, well, we're, you know, everyone's excited to hear it. Yeah. And uh, what else is happening? Uh you had that amazing trip. My God, three weeks. Well, just under three well, weeks. Tell us about it. It feels like it went. It feels like a dream now. I mean, like you're I'm, from Australia, I'm so from Australia. Do going I sound back, Australian? going back there. Was there any sort of tinge in you, like, I maybe this is my home. I can move back here, or I should move yeah, back here. Yeah, I big want time. to move back here. Actually, more than ever. Did you get feelings like that? Yeah, when we're in Sydney, not in my hometown, because it's just shitty weather there, and yeah. it's it's yeah, it's shitty weather. But in Sydney, we're near Manly Beach, the very famous Manly Beach. But the biggest thing I noticed this trip, just looking up at the sky, how blue the skies were. We don't get that in LA, this color blue. Oh, no. Yeah. This blue was like, we're driving, and I said to Sarah, look at that sky, it's so but you blue. But you get that up at my house. Yeah, yeah at your house, yeah. yeah. It's just LA, I'm in Los Angeles, yeah. so I'm not dogging on any part of America, it's just where I live in Los- North Hollywood. But I said to Sarah... What would you call that blue, that blue sky? And she said, I think I'd call that color sky blue. <laughs> wow. I was like, so poetic. I was like, you know what? You're right. That's what it is, sky blue. But it was a great trip. Had a lot of fun. I could definitely live in Manly Beach, I think. That's a place where I'd love to go. But the beaches are just stunning. It was great weather, even though it was winter. And. We just had a, I had a great time with my mate down there, Kippo, and his family, and we played a gig together and caught up on old times. We're we're two Tony Calabro students, uh-huh. and he was he was, was like he th- from the same town as you, basically. Same town. We grew up playing in rock bands and getting in a lot of trouble over the years together and doing all the rock and roll stuff. And he's a phenomenal guitar player. And he has a band called Three Wise Monkeys, and he does you know fusiony, all that kind of stuff as well. But Super talented guy and a great family and just beautiful people and it was really great too. We haven't played on stage since I don't know, fifteen years, twenty years or something. That's I don't know. It's a long time. So that was fun. And and then how went did back you do? to do you suck? <laughs> it was Come on. It was a charity No, what it was, it was a charity event for um and for the- a hospital that it d- does a lot of work for uh countries that need you know, like Indonesia and places like that that need a lot of help, doctors uh-huh. help, and they, they're not getting a lot of money. Uh-huh. So we raised a bunch of money for that. And it was, um, we just, I supported a bunch of different singers and uh, it was like a Linda Ronstadt night for some reason. That was majority of the tunes, a lot of Linda Ronstadt and some other tunes. And yeah, there was charts and stuff, but you know, I knew a lot of those tunes and wing it when you didn't. And it was fun. It was just, uh-huh. a, it was a great night. We had a good time. And then we flew to my hometown of Trelgan, Gippsland, and um, of course it was windy and cold and kind of miserable. We had some nice days, but lots of catching up with family and friends and my mentor, guitar teacher, Tony Calabro, who's kind of a guitar god in that part of the world, and lots of great musicians. The Steaming Monsters, I got up and played with them. They're they're like a Blues Brothers revival band, Mm -hmm. and just phenomenal players. Like seriously, one of the best drummers in in Australia, one of the best bass players. It was like playing behind, you know, on butter. 
These guys are so badass. We had a great time. Um, and what else did we do? Uh, I caught up with some... Oh, I went and saw the Strezlecki Strings Busters, which is like bluegrass music. 15 guys on stage with all acoustics and banjos and violin fiddles and all singing and just mountain men doing their thing. And it was a lot of fun. That was really cool too. So, um, wow. Yeah. So we did a bit of, bit of all that. 15 piece bluegrass. Wow. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of, it's like all these older guys would get together cause they, they just wanted to do something, get together, hang out. Uh-huh. And, uh, it sounded amazing. They, they sounded so awesome. It was, something about having that many acoustics and banjos and fiddles on stage and them all singing in the choruses it sounded huge and you just wanted to drink and dance and have fun so that was fantastic and that was their 10-year reunion so i got up and played with those guys and yeah man a lot of memories i took a trip down memory lane and went past my old house and school and went and had a beer in my old pub that i used to play gigs at and a lot of good memories, but I'm glad I don't live there anymore. Uh. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. That's cool. Sweetheart, you know it's been a while. It's something that's been on my mind that I really need to express to you. I must tell you how I really feel. Oh, you are an angel. An angel sent from hell. Like a sailor, your cheap cosmetic smell. Darling, you are a loser. It's you I love to kill.
So all in all, great trip, and um, yeah, I got to catch up with some really amazing, wonderful people. I did an interview down there, and um, you did an interview down there with did who? an interview down there with Spectrum TV. Uh oh, Rectum TV live at live at Spectrum live at the Rectum. Yep. Um, and because you wrecked them, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I wrecked them at Spectrum, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that was pretty much it. And jet lag, they didn't sleep all the way home 14 15 hour trip. Oh man, you that know. just kicked my ass. And the kids, you know, they all slept, but I was I watched a lot of movies, I can't remember any of them. I didn't take my Ambien. And here you go, I'm back, and it just feels like one big dream. And now you got to get back to work because a lot of stuff is probably. Although it's this time of year, it's probably real slow in your business. Slow down a little bit, but still, I was working from there, which is cool. But yeah, a lot of work I got to chase up, and you know, jobs I got to chase up, and mm-hmm. you know, pay off all those gambling debts and right. all the drug mafia guys and yeah. everything else that I'm in the hole with. So, yeah, but life continues. Caught up with a bunch of mates that I haven't seen in twenty years. And we all went out to dinner, and we used to. That was my crew back in the day. That was fun. So, uh, the old crew, are you going to join, rejoin them or are you going to stay here with us losers? Nah, I can't really go any. I'm tied down here with the kids are tied down here. So, oh, right. But it had nothing to do with us though. No, nothing. You know what? I would like, (laughs) I would definitely like to go back to Manly beach and places like that and spend like a month there, you know, and live there. There, We, we had a killer place there. We Airbnb and Airbnb up a house Uh there and man, that's. That's good living down there. I gotta say, it's that's pretty damn good living. Yeah, but you can understand them. <laughs> Have I, is my accent thick, thicker? I think a little bit. A little yeah, bit. A little bit. Do you want me to yeah. talk slower for you guys? Well, I, you realize that I'm coming from another, the other side of it. Is from, my accent a little different? Now you're too? a little slower. I think I, I noticed <laughs> when I was there. I said some shit that I said, "Boy, who's this fucking here coming?" <laughs> Uh, it's good to be home back in La La Land and crazy America, and uh, I'm, yeah. s- I'm glad it's still here. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and so you basically had the whole summer. Oh, this is another thing we talked about in Oz. Yeah. In Australia, and Albert Lee is down there at the moment. He's playing, he's playing little country halls in the middle of friggin' nowhere. That's great. Which is fantastic. He so just wants to play, you know, I love that guy. I love that about him, you know, he, that was the thing we noticed about him years ago when we, yep. you know, he sat in with my band. He just wants to play, he Just man. wants he, to play. You know, you get to a point in your life where it's like you've made it to where you're going to make it. I mean, you know, not too many people at my age and older make that much, you know. Yeah. Progress. Play. I mean, I hate to say progress. You know, we make progress, but you know, like your your career doesn't change. Maybe if you get up to like eighty something, you know, and you're the last survivor of a of a genre, right? Then, then you kind of crack through. But you know, and with me, I just do new projects all the time. I mean, you know, it's like my whole later part of my life has been trying new shit. You know, it's, it hasn't been like just even though I'm still playing a lot. Well, the next the way I normally the next play. shit you should try. And I talk to a lot of people that are involved with these organizations down there. Guitar festivals in Australia, you should do that next year. And maybe you should hit some of these these places that Albert's hitting out there because there's so yeah, many hate, people asked about you. Play. 
they asked about Bruce Foreman. We want to see the red guitar. Um, we want to. We want some wow. workshops down there. So I think if you hit the Melbourne Guitar Festival, the Sydney Guitar Festival, all our Aussie listeners out there, if you have any connections with these guitar festivals, let's get Bruce down or there. Just and make give that me a name to email somebody. Yeah, know, just mean, email us. And I mean, you it's do so New weird. Zealand. It's so weird. And and tell me if I've already told this on Guitar Wank, but what? it's like the Joe Pass thing. I mean, this whole tour, this whole summer. It's like when I hung out with him, I was 20 years old. I remember it was his house, his house in Granada Hills in Northridge there. And, uh, and he was saying, yeah, I was just a hop bebopper like you. I just wanted to play lines and comp in bands. He says, but, you know, I ended up as being a solo guy. And he explained how because started with George Shearing's band, how he had to play a little cameo, you know, in every set with that. Yeah. And then he was with the Norman Grands Tours. And, you know, with Oscar and Ella and all those people. And he said one night, Norman said, Joe, just go out and start the show, play 20 minutes, you know, kind of thing. And kind of went over real good, and so that kind of became a thing. And then Norman Grants called him for a record date. You know, Norman Grants had that Pablo record label. Right, yep. And uh, he went to the studio, and there was nobody there but him. <laughs> And so he just made a solo record, and that was Virtuoso, which changed the world. Yeah. That record really did. I mean, it changed my world, and I think it pretty much changed the jazz guitar world. Yeah. Even though there were many great solo guitar players before that, you know, Johnny Smith and George Van Epps and Lenny Bro. I mean, there was this thing about Joe, just the way he was just playing songs and making stuff up. It wasn't really arrangements and that kind of thing. Right. It was so naturally improvisational and just pull it out your ass kind of shit. And uh, he was explaining how, like, you know, that he, and then next thing he knew, he was a solo guitar player. And pretty much that was his career. And he wasn't complaining about it because, I mean, he made lots more money that way. And then he got paired up every now and then with Duo with Ella. And he'd go back out with Oscar for some of those tours, you know, that kind of thing. And he looked at me that day. I was 20 years old. He looked at me. He's telling me, like, the succession of events, you know. But I was just like you, blah, 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 blah. And he says, it's going to happen to you. <laughs> he said that to me. That I funny? said, what are you talking about, Jay? He says, you're going to be a solo guy. He says, you're fucking full of shit. I was just, like, ranting. You are crazy, Joe. I'm, I'm a band guy. I've always been. You hear my playing. I couldn't do it. I don't want to want to do what you do. I can't do it. you. <laughs> You're going to be doing this. He was just like, he was calm, smoking a cigar, drinking his red wine, saying, you're going to be doing this. And I'm like protesting like a little kid, you know. So, and here, I, and this whole summer, this summer has been an entire summer of red guitar, yeah. which is me solo. Now, granted, Joe plays, and then, you know, after the tune, he'll tell a story or a joke, and then he'll play a tune well the only difference is i'm just doing everything at once right it's really you know other than that i mean of course and he plays so much better but <laughs> i play differently yeah you know and so uh it's just funny i just feel like i'm just there's this ghost of joe pass are living with me you know and you know i mean he was of course a mentor of mine but no more so than like barney was right or, you know or Ray or any of those. How did guys. those guys get along? Like how did how did get all the jazz the big jazz guys like Joe and Barney and Herb Ellis, Jim Hall, did they all 
Well, then Joe and Bar Joe and Herb played a lot together. Yeah. They, they did some records together. Some they did records. concerts together. I remember 1972 hearing them, or 73 hearing them at the Concord Jazz Festival. It was out in some like weird little park in Concord, you know, right when that label was starting. And uh, they did a record out, live record out at that festival. Yeah. So they played a lot together. To my knowledge, there was only like a couple of times, or maybe once, where Joe and Barney actually played. Oh, okay. And I have a recording of it. Wow. Of when Barney showed up at Dante's. And it, and it kind of started off kind of like a showdown at the OK Corral a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I know they both loved each other's playing. How yeah. could they not? Yeah. But you could feel a little a little bit of a vibe. Like Barney kind of came in a little bit, you know, maybe with an edge. So, you know, like it was a it was going to be a, some sort of cutting session or whatever. But uh you can tell by like the second tune that it's just a love fest. They're just right. having They're a just ball. Off and the first tune maybe it was a little tense, you yeah. know, and everybody's trying to outdo each other. And Joe that night was so on fire. Wow. Just so on fire. Barney was sounding great too, but Joe was really like, he was his gig, so yeah. he was yeah. comfortable. Yeah, it was his band, you know. Right. Barney was sitting in. It was beaut it's beautiful. I've got this recording of it. and it's, You can probably find it out on the internet somewhere. And if everybody... If they want to get in touch with me and they're really desperate to hear it, I could probably figure out a way to get them the files. I'd love to hear it. That'd be pretty damn cool. Yeah. And so, um, but anyways, back to the original. I didn't mean to go down that road. Uh, it's just been great. I was just, I just got back. I know you got back from Australia and I got back from Kansas. I just was there for a week. I was in Oklahoma and Kansas. You see Dorothy? Did the red, <laughs> right. Did the red guitar a few times and uh, played with this one of the world's greatest fiddlers, a guy named Shelby Eicher, and his wife Janet Rutland. They we I met them from the original Route 66 tours and a guy named Pat Kelly. Oh yeah, who introduced me to them from his USA. Pat, Pat, Pat is Pat from Kelly. Tulsa. Oh, Pat's from Tulsa. Okay, so he knew them, and so uh, so he's always living on Tulsa. Yeah, time. so I went back and played with with Shelby. He's got like a family band. His son plays great bass, and his other son plays mandolin, but he wasn't there. And then we had a drummer, so it was me and Shelby and the bass player and a drummer, and we played a really fun gig. And then I did my uh, red guitar show the next night, and then Guthrie. There's, I just got to say, man, you know. There's some amazing stuff happening in Oklahoma. You know, sometimes people sort of think that America happens on the coasts yeah. and everything in between. But I'm here to tell you, great musicians, great people, great places to play, yeah. amazing scenes like this one guy in Guthrie. There's this town, Guthrie, which is just north of Oklahoma City, real close. And it was the first cap, first state capital, when Oklahoma became a state in the, in the I think the early 1900s, 1905. Oh, wow. I, I think didn't know yeah, that. it was the Indian Territory that they opened up in the 1800s, but it didn't become a full state till 
and it's you know there's all this red dirt so it's all this red brick everywhere you know you go down it's like it's like a movie set well you've seen lots of movies from there they yeah. do film a lot of movies red dirt like the, the cement's red and the brick is red you know and this guy has this house that was originally an amphitheater the town amphitheater where you know they had these concerts and he made this house around it and it's just I mean just unbelievable the amount of care that they have for their community and and I mean I think that this place like people you know like Vinny and and uh Frank Vignola I think even Tommy Emanuel's played there yeah yeah at this place that I played you know did the red guitar so it's um I'm just here to say there's a lot of world to explore out there man and I just I Janet Rutland the singer who did the second set with me uh put together the most I wanted to be my manager she just did such a great job for the whole tour all the way and got a chance to hang out with Shelby and showed each other a lot of musical stuff and yep. shared a lot and that was great and caught good weather but um, and then we played in Belle Plaine, Kansas. And that's right outside of Wichita. Hold on, where's um, whereabouts in Wichita? Where's Wichita in Kansas? Wichita in Kansas is above Oklahoma City, basically. It's right on the corner. You know, there's that, that. I think it's I-35. Right. Okay. That goes from Dallas, and it goes north to K- Oklahoma City, and goes to Wichita. Yeah. Whatever's above that, maybe Omaha or something. I don't know. And uh, and this is cool. There's this woman. Her name is Robin Macy. Do you know who that is? You no. Know name? Okay, she's a singer. Right. She was the original Dixie Chick. She was with the sisters in the Dixie Chick. They were the Dixie Chicks. And then she left or got kicked out for Natalie Maines whose father was you know Lloyd Maines the producer from Nashville yeah and then they became these huge you know the Dix- that's when the Dixie Chicks hit but they're up, doing yeah. all this material that the three of them had originally put together and I think there was like a lot of intrigue and lawsuits and stuff about it oh, I mean okay. I didn't I didn't get a chance to talk to her about yeah. it but she was like the original Dixie Chick and then she left Natalie joins and then Natalie's father produced them and then they hit the big time but meanwhile what she did was after she left them and she's a woman who's like she was an educator she actually was like the dean of students at the, at the school i lived in in dallas texas that i went to at dallas texas i mean it's like we have this weird connection with places but the cool thing is this woman there was this arboretum in bell plain kansas it's beautiful like it had been there for a hundred years or something it had been in one family's name you know and you know what an arboretum is. it's like botanical gardens yeah yeah I mean, ponds and all sorts of different kinds of trees from all, and plants from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's just amazing. She bought it. Now, she had no horticulture experience. <laughs> she, like, wasn't really a gardener. Right. And she just, that, that, that was where she, you know, she left the Dixie Chicks, you know. Her husband is this guy named Kenny. And he is, 
I'm pretty sure his last name is White, but he's a great guitar player. I mean, great. He plays supposedly mandolin and banjo and stuff, too. I didn't hear him. He played with me on my second set. The guy plays his ass off. And um, that couldn't be nicer. And they're living on this arboretum, <laughs> keeping it going. And they have concerts. There's like a, an amphitheater there where they have concerts. And there's also an old depot where the train, you know, like a train depot that wasn't really there. It was somewhere else and they moved it onto the property. Yeah. And I played inside the depot because it was just too damn hot to be outside. Right. And that was air conditioned. But um, wow, sounds like an amazing setup. And yeah, but I mean, now she's like, you know, I mean, the just just the landscaping and the work that's got to be, and she's got to do it with all with volunteers because it's like a nonprofit. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's Bell playing Kansas. It's not like a million people are going in there paying money to see the gardens. So she, it's this labor of love and this whacked out. I mean, here I am thinking like the Route 66 or the Red Guitar is a big, you know, <laughs> undertaking. What this woman has done, and she's just so cool about it. She's just like, couldn't be phased. I mean, it's so inspiring. Wow. And the botanical gardens are beautiful. And she, she's got this group of women that are all into helping her, you know, that all love plants, and they call themselves the Soil Sisters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of soul sisters. Yeah, yeah, soul and, uh And, it, it, you know, when you just go out in the world and you meet people like this, and you're just, like, filled with awe. Just for this couple. These two people who are, you know, like Kenny's also got a day job or something. You know, he runs an advertising agency, but, I mean, he plays his ass off. And here she is. She was, like, the Dixie Chicks. I mean, she was on that level. And, wow. And they've got a band called the Cherokee Maidens where they do kind of like a western swing with three women voices. You oh, know, okay. It's yeah. great. And uh, it's all kind of close. Tulsa, Oklahoma City, and, and that area. Yeah. It's, it's all, everything's like a two-hour drive from everything. So uh, it's like a red dirt kind of. So how long were you out there for? I was there for almost a week. Oh, okay. And it was just so inspiring and... I did really well and was treated beautifully and just, you know, I mean, it was, it's kind of like the last of the summer for me before school starts. Yeah. I've got a couple of weeks to go, but no more red guitar. But I mean, I've been doing, you know, like started in New York and New Zealand and Chicago Chicago. and Columbus. I mean, it's all been a lot I mean, the red guitar's getting out there, man. Well, you know, it's been doing a lot of gigs. And When, When do you go back to New Zealand? Uh, next year, supposedly. What time? What I month? guess the same time as I went this year. So you're gonna, which would work with the guitar festivals. In okay, Australia. well, you know, I mean, you need to and you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, the Red Guitar Show. It's really weird. It doesn't get the response that normal playing gets. You know what I mean? Like the people scream and yell after every song. Right. I just don't get that. You know, and then. Well, you. But it, I've been end, at shows where you do. Yeah, but it's not like normal, but it's it's not supposed to be like that. I no. mean, it's reaching people at a different le- on different levels than just sort of make them happy with a song and have them go nuts. Yeah, well, it's know. more Broadway-esque, yeah. right? Right, right. It's a show. It's right. a Broadway show kind of vibe. And But it's it's really hard for me because I'm so used to so the used other to the, response. The latter, yeah. 
and I'm, it's there's a lesson here to be taught for all of us, which is like, you just got to believe in it. You got to believe in what you're doing and do it to the best of your ability. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, great. Trying to make people happy is, you can do it to a certain extent, but you never really can. And at the end of the day, if you're doing it in a way that's not making you happy, then what's the point? No, no, luckily I don't have that issue. But still, I mean, I've kind of moved it to where I, even if I'm not doing the red guitar show and I'm just playing, it's still the red guitar. It's got all those elements. I mean, um, it's, it's got yeah. my playing. It's got my sense of humor. It's got my storytelling. It's got my weird way of looking at the world. Yeah. And uh, I'm already writing another show. This one's about sex. I mean, you talked about the this. red yeah, guitar yeah. talks about sex. Is basically what it is. You going down? You going down the R-rated road? Well, you know, RX. No, no. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say that tunnel. Um, but uh, you know, it's funny you 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 mentioned that. It's I was talking with someone where they would were talking about just how society is now and everything, but. You, and I'm sure it's the same with every musician or performer or artist. You can have a thousand people come up to you and pat you on the back and say how amazing the show was, you made the night. Then you have one person come up and give you a negative review or say something horrible about it, and that's all you focus on. I know. Oh, that's totally true. It's, that is totally true. I was talking, yeah, oh, totally. We, we have Guitar Wank, we have so many Guitar Wank emails and about, about the show... And what we bring, we I forwarded one about my intros to you, that guy. Yeah. He didn't want to be mentioned, but a, a guy was going through a rough patch, and he just gave gave some love back for my right, intros. Right, right, right. After you catching all the shit that you catch, yeah. you know. And then I only get one or two, and I get wigged out about it. Yeah. But I forget about the thirty other emails that are like, "Keep doing it, Troy. Keep doing that. Right. Just be you." You know. Yeah. It's funny how we work like that, I guess. No, I mean, I think, that, but it, that makes us better. Yeah. It makes yeah. us better. You know, like, they're, they're, sometimes you just have to, have to reject out of hand the criticism people give you. Yeah, yeah. Be, because you believe in what you're doing. But you always consider it before you reject it. You know, and, and it does hurt you. It's like a kick in the balls. You know, you, you get off the stage... You've given it your best. You're kind of high. You know where you made your mistakes and what was wrong with it. And, but still, you know, you've 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 done something. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it takes a colossal amount of strength and courage to do, and you do it, and then somebody kicks you in the balls, and it's like you know your breath gets taken away, and all you can think about is how horrible it was, you know, because of this one comment which is probably has to do with only one small piece of it, the whole thing. And uh, it ruins your day. And, you know, <laughs> and then you realize, well, you know, no, I mean, I disagree. This has to work this way, you know. And uh, I, yeah. It's the same with me, you know. I'll be doing the red guitar, and I swear to God, I'm, I'm looking out in the audience, and some people look like they are so bored <laughs> and can't wait for it to end. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. I, and, and even like I had a good show yesterday of it. I thought I, I did it pretty well. It was, you know, 
But there was this one woman, man. She looked so pissed off that her husband had trapped her into this hour of, of whatever. Whether it was above, you know, she felt it was above her, you know, like over her head. Or she just didn't like it or didn't like me or whatever, you know. I mean, I even talked to her afterwards and she seemed very nice. I mean, she like kind of said she liked it, but, mm -hmm. you know, I don't believe her. <laughs> but, you know, again, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of shocking to watch a reggaeton. I mean, the guy's playing and he's telling a story and it's kind of a smart story that you have to think about and, you know, it's comedy. It's like it's going everywhere and it's like you don't have any reference for what this is. So, of course, people are kind of a little <laughs> confused and, you know, like checking it out from a completely different level of like, you yeah. know, yeah. what we normally do, you know. So, well, the, the section where you get naked, I'm sure that shocks a lot of people too. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, hate, <laughs> I hated the pointing. I didn't mind the, I didn't mind the laughing, but the pointing really bugged me. Man. I, I, that would be really funny if you did that. <laughs> I think you might get a pants drop. Maybe <laughs> it's just like that'd be a question of, all right, has Bruce just gone? Uh, has he's just lost it, or is this part of the show? Or right. is this a well, you know, the funny thing is, is inside the show, I could do that and you wouldn't know. No. If I were to say like, it's just, you know, like playing here, it's just like taking my pants off in front of all you and just like <laughs> take my pants off. You could do it, mate. I, yeah, I could do it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Right in. Let them know. So, well, this, yeah. Well, summer's, when is summer officially over again? Well, summer's still got another quite a while i mean august is summer yeah right but um oh, for you because when does school start school starts like the middle of august so for me that's um, you know summer started right. my summer started in new york in the first week of may so um but and i'm going to continue to do this i have you know a cool little tour of austin and you know in the end of august and september i'm in germany and I mean, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stop. I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna keep pushing. Wow. I'm gonna make people hate me. You know, that's my job. <laughs> you know, if you, I think if you go with that attitude, no expectations, you will succeed. Yeah. Well, well you're gonna succeed with. I'll make people hate me. That's for sure. I'll succeed. <laughs> you know, start with my ex-wife and keep working. <laughs> wow, man. So teachings coming up. Scott's in Europe again. Yeah. Wait, do you know where he's going? You know, he said, but you he said it's all vans. Oh, okay. So he's so he's got to go to one place, and it's all going to be in a van. I'm sure it's on his Facebook. It's probably page. yeah. It's probably on his, look on his Facebook. If you get the catch, Scott, give him a big guitar wank hello. Yeah, I'd ask him why he quit. Why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go up to Scott and go, dude. Why'd you quit guitar wank? Yeah, it was the best thing of your career. That's the best thing you've done in your life. And you're just leaving those guys behind? <laughs> Where's your guitar wank cap? I wonder if yeah, you Oh, I it. bet he still got it. I hope he still got it. Um, I gave a few guitar wank caps out, which was cool. A few people love that. I did um, run across... Uh, this is a little gossip. This is a little gear gossip. Uh-oh. Yeah, a little gear gossip, hot off the press. And I'm... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I'm going to say it. Um... So there's a guy in Australia, um, Rod, 
who makes sliders pickups. They're called sliders, you know, like you would order sliders, right? Sliders pickups. He's in Sydney. And a lot sliders of sliders ho- are like little mini hamburgers. Yeah, little mini hamburgers. But these are guitar pickups, right? <laughs> this, I don't know why. Them, or you no, start? no, no. But he re- he he. You put mustard on them. I mean, you tell probably, me. probably could. But he's. Why are they called sliders? I don't know. I should ask him that. But he he says that he gets closest to any, uh, to closest to any Fender original pickup, better than anyone. Um, <laughs> you mean like a telly or a strat? Pickup? Original telly, strat, like back in vintage stuff. Anyway, he, he, st- I heard through a good source that Eric Johnson was using them in his pickup, in his guitars. Like he, he chose them over the Fender pickups and that. Whether Ooh. he's still using them now, I don't know. But anyway, but they're amazing pickups. I'm getting a, a set. I bought a set and getting it sent to me. I'm going to check them out. But, um, I'm hearing amazing things about them, so I'm, I'm curious about that. But that's pretty big if Eric Johnson was using them. But he did, couldn't say anything because he was hooked up with Fender. Uh. Now, obviously, we don't have a big enough crowd that listens to this show to that really affect anything. But that, I thought well, that was kind might, of... might, you know. That's cool gossip. That's interesting gossip. Yeah. I'm sure everyone will deny it, or Fender, or maybe well, I'll be sued yeah, by well, Fender just call you a liar. That's yeah, crazy. easy to just call me a liar. But anyway, that's what I heard. He was... Eric okay, Johnson that's, was some good, that's some good rumor. And talking gear, Dumble, what's happening oh, with the well, amp? I've been hearing from him. He's working on my amp. Uh, obviously, the heat has slowed him down a little bit. He lives up in a location hot spot. that's hot. So he, you know, he's probably fighting the heat. But uh, last I heard, he's on his way, moving through. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and and he had a really, he had some really cool things. I've got to ask uh, before I talk about it on guitar. I need I need some clarification. Clarification, okay. About some pickup stuff that had yep. to do with Leo Fender in Leo's later life. After he sold Fender, he went with Music Man, and I think G&L, wasn't he with yeah, G&L? G&L? Yeah, yep. that period. Yep. He had okay. some pickups that he was making that Alexander, I don't know if he helped him with, or he was, you know, Leo had showed him what he wow. was doing. And it was a kind of a new technology for pickups. And I played a guitar that had these pickups in it. And? And I really liked it. That was pretty impressive. So I was thinking maybe... I could get them to make a floating version or something for me, you know, and try it out. Right. Um, yeah, it was really nice sounding. So, yeah, Dumble. And, uh, you know, I mentioned, I don't know if you remember, but we were just kind of talking sentimentally uh, the last time we were together. And I had mentioned, you know, I've got my old L5 that I never play, you know, and, and I would <laughs> like right. to, I would like, no, I mean, I'm open to having her have a home where she's playing. You know, it's, I don't foresee a time in my career where I go back to that guitar. I yeah. mean, I have two of them. The other one I have, I think, would be the one I would go back to if I did go back to an L5. And uh, actually, two people have reached out to me. Hot damn, I thought that might happen. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm not so sure it's going to happen because, you know, I don't know what my price point is. It wasn't and Norm's guitar. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't no, Norm. No, 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 it wasn't Norm. <laughs> and it wasn't Josh Smith either. It wasn't but, Josh. Um, but, 
couple of guys have contacted me. One was from Guitar Wake, and one was just from another source. So, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to die and have to have make my wife sell this shit, or you know, somebody else. It's, yeah, I mean, it's sentimental value, but you know, I have the memories. The guitar needs to be making music. It's a really special instrument. It's just not for me right now, you know. That's a good way to think about it instead of just hanging on to something because it's so sentimental. If you know, I mean, it's it, what it sits in a closet, you yeah. know. And I mean, and it's going to fall apart eventually, you know. And How many guitars are doing that in the world? Yeah. So, um, so it may happen. And, Would you, you put know, it on and, reverb? Huh? Would you put it on reverb? I don't think so. No. <coughs> I mean, I might. Yeah. I mean, eventually I would, I guess. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Yes. I hadn't thought about it. Right. You know, I mean, I, I was just basically kind of opining with you, you know, yeah. just, so we were just sort of talking philosophically. How many guitars do you need, Bruce? I don't need, I need the one I'm playing. <laughs> That's all one. I need. <laughs> you keep telling me that with all the... You life. know, I mean... Yeah, ultimately, it'd be great to have a floating pickup arch top and a you know and a built-in arch top, and for me, a you know a classical and a flat top and a resonator, you know. And I mean, what else do I need? I mean, I never play a Strat, and if I ever need one, I can always borrow a Strat or a Tele from somebody, exactly. you exactly. know. So it's like, or I could just call Richard McDonald and get one. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not a big deal. And they're making great ones. You know? I mean, if you, you, the, you travel so much, so you can't really take a second guitar. Would be a pain in the ass. I don't want to take a second. Do you play the guitar. resonator much? Take it. Do I play it? Yeah, the junkyard duo. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I mean, those gigs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I play it quite a bit. Does so, that stay down here or go back to Carmel? Uh, travels of, with. Yeah. Right. You know, wherever the gigs are, it yep. kind of lives one place. I mean. And, you know, I mean, that's just what life's about. You know, I, I play whatever I got. You know, I mean, I've kind of, this red guitar thing is just sort of a brand, so now I'm kind of attached You're to attached it. You're attached to it. Believe me, traveling with the guitar, you know, you travel with kids. You know how hard that was. <laughs> the guitar is just as hard. Yeah, it just once you put it down, it sits, and you don't have to deal with it for a right, while. Right, but you, they, let your kid, they let your kids on the plane. Yeah, well... Most of the time, they let you guitar on the plane. No, not most of the time. Where are you flying to? Now, depending on what airline and right. depending upon where you're flying. But if you're flying to New Zealand or or Australia, you ain't gonna get that. Yeah, thing on the that, plane. which is they're which is really yeah, Aquinas is like militant. You they're like get, instrument racism. Right, right. Which is ridiculous. And same with Air New Zealand. They go yeah. let you on. Yeah, you got uh, tons of. Sort of, maybe. Yeah. Once you get into Europe, though, no. A lot of times. Uh, I had, uh, yeah, but mine was I mean, a while ago. So yeah, it's, it's a while changed. ago, and you had like a Strat and a gig bag. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I've big, got a. Yeah. A arch top. Arch top would make And way so, harder. however, I've just got to say, and I'll disclose, I am a shareholder in this company. <laughs> Which company? Oh, Southwest, Southwest. Airlines. <laughs> Man. I just want to kiss them. If you, even if you're not, but if you're in like the A group, you know, you you pay the extra 15 for the early bird check-in or whatever. Well, that's why I had a family. So you get on, on the plane first. Okay. That was well, the only know, reason. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and um, they do everything they can 
to accommodate you. They go out of their way. They ah, yeah, understand cool. that this is important to you, and they don't want you to. They don't want to break your guitar, and like they don't charge for luggage. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to make money for from yeah. it. You know what I mean? And I think that's a lot of <clears throat> what other airlines where the dog is in the fight. You know, if you can, they can get you to check it. They could charge you for it. Yeah. It's revenue. And, you know, I mean, and, and the reason, and when they start charging for bags, that means everybody's bringing their bag onto the plane. And now a guitar is really a drag because there's no room on the plane anyways. Whereas the Southwest, everybody checks stuff for free. Who wants to carry it through the airport? You know, it's yeah. a bunch of laundry. Yeah. Everybody else has got laundry. You know, I've got a guitar. And I have my red guitar, my Sontag 16-inch, in a Carlton case. And I just flew four flights, you know, because of connections. And I got it on every flight. Wow. And yeah, it wasn't probably. even a problem. Yeah. And all I got to say is Southwest Airlines. Kick ass. Yeah. No reason to fly anybody else if you don't have to. Well, Virgin Australia suck dog balls. Okay. They're atrocious. Okay. But, you know, I mean... And granted, I have, the, then you ask, like, well, if you know you're going to get on the plane, why do you take the Colton case? Because you might have to gate check it on one that, day. Yeah. Or you put it up in the bin and somebody doesn't see the guitar up there because some people are short. And they take their suitcase and they just kind of throw, throw it, it into there. the bin. And all of a sudden your guitar is smushed because it's in a yeah, little gig I've bag. Had that happen. Yeah, so um, that's why I still take the Colton case when I'm. You are know, you endorsed with Colton? No, well, yeah, I got an artist deal, but okay. I'm not endorsed. Okay. And their and their new cases are better than the old ones. Right. Uh, they just because of technology and stuff. Uh, there's another great company called Hoffy that is, from what I can tell, just as good. So, for those guys out there on the road, you know, and they they don't weigh much more, if anything, than a regular hard case. Yeah. Nor are they much bigger. So. I can't understand why anybody would want a regular hard case. You just have a Carlton or a gig bag, and you've got it all. Now, i um, I got to bring something up that uh -huh. I know a lot of our listeners really need to find out. What? The competition. Competition. <laughs> the competition. We have a lot of people like who want to be part of the... Well, the the sh the game oh, show. Oh, the game show. The game yes. show. The competition. Yeah, there's a lot of great uh, podcasts out there. I don't know why you're listening to this one. <laughs> We've got a lot of competition. <laughs> yes, I know. And it's like, why oh, would shit, you? We're gonna give it away another prize too. Yeah, man. yeah, we're giving away prizes. That's for sure. Uh, yes, that's going to happen. I'm that's I'm going to my summer. I'm going into my hiding for summer a couple retreat. of weeks. Finally, I can go home for a couple of weeks. And, get to know my wife and my dog again <laughs> and uh hopefully she hasn't changed the locks or the dog won't bite me that's like a country song bruce yeah but um but i'm going to put together a uh, the, the the 10 list for the for the people who want to be in the finalists and i think we'll be around the end of the year we'll be doing that maybe maybe around nam you know so everybody comes to town we can because i'd sure like to do it live I'd like to have everybody in the studio. Yeah, and I well, bet everybody who wants to be on that would enjoy that. And I don't know. Do we even have any listeners anymore? 
We, not really, but okay. I think we have enough to just get by. You know, I haven't been able to check the bank account because my, my password got weird. Uh, no, it didn't get weird. My computer, the browser upgraded and it lost all the saved passwords and I don't remember what they were. <laughs> so I have to reset it. But to please, folks, put some money in the bank. You know, that will help us... Uh, Get through these lean months here. The lean times of Guitar Wank. Oh, We're on episode uh, 93. 99.4. What? Or what? <laughs> What's that? 99.4 what? 40 something. Just 99.4. Four, four yeah. yeah. Um, we, uh, I believe our good friend Shane Terrio is in town this week. Really? Who's he playing with? Um... I think he's around. He's out with Oats, the Hall and Oats. Ah. Um, I should contact. I'd love to have Shane on the show again because since we haven't got Scott around, it'd be great to catch up with Shane and Shane. Yeah, well, he he won't come on unless Scott's here. You can remember he was so disappointed. I was. was I'd have to. I'd have to disclose that to him, and say Scott is out of town. No, he would never come on this show with just me. It's over. <laughs> yes, he would. No, man. He was like, he walked in here and he saw me and no Scott. And he went, oh, shit. Fucking night of my life ruined. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big enough star for him. I yeah, understand. Yeah, he, he likes the Bruce Foreman. But no. anyway, the comp, the, the show. So you're going to make this happen. I got to make what happen? The, the, show. the show. Yeah, I know. It was my idea. I got to make it happen. I will. Okay, so there. Let it be a lesson to you. <laughs> I, I'm actually talking to Shane right now. He's in town right now. What, what for recording? Well, have him come on over. Recording a guitar wank right now. Uh, guitar wank right right now. Well, uh, I'm, I'm texting with Robin Ford, so fuck you guys. <laughs> and actually, you know, Robin Ford's got... Larry Carlton in on the conversation. So, you know, you what? guys go and have... No. <laughs> you you guys go and have your little fun together. Um, are you going to... Can we... Is Robin going to come on? Robin, he said he wanted to. He said we're going to do it in September, so... September, I Robin mean, Ford. Yeah, that's what he said, but, you know, I mean, let's... You know, someone was dogging me the other day. They love hearing that we're going to have Steve Lukather on. Oh, yeah. What and now happened? Steve Lukather's got a book out. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm hitting this motherfucker up. He said to me, he was like, Troy, I promise as soon as the book comes out, I'll come on your show. Okay. So he owes me big time. Steve, yeah. I know you're listening because you're a massive fan of the show. He doesn't miss an episode. <laughs> Luke, and I need to get your book, read it, and then we, we need to talk. Oh, he's at um, the hall. Shane's at the Hall of Notes. He's at the Forum with Hall of Notes tomorrow night. Oh, great! A great band. Oh, what so many fucking hits those guys say? Hey, this is what he said right now. He didn't say hey, say hello, hello to Scott for me. He said say hey to Bruce for me. Okay. Well, so there you go. Okay, you remember my name. That's, yeah, that's impressive. I'm going to say that's he impressive. really appreciates that. I do. He appreciates I do. that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him it saved me from having to take more medication tonight. He, I said he really appreciates that because he just said you only care about Scott. <laughs> uh, you made his day. 
Um, well, if well, if maybe we can get him on. Yeah. Well, but you know, I mean, you have to get him on. I'm, I'm busy tomorrow. Oh, so I'm you, recording tomorrow. You leave. So. Oh, where are you recording? Uh, I'm recording in Pasadena. Now you just did a, another um, Capitol Records date. Yeah, I did. Right. You saw just, it on Facebook. Look at hold it. Look at you, Mr. Jazzman, touring around the country, touring around all over the place, playing your red guitar, recording at Capitol Records. It seems to me you are very much a working musician. Yes, but, <laughs> and, and you know Hall and & Oates and everything? Hall & Oates? Yeah. Just got to say, I ate some oats, and then I walked down the hall. <laughs> so, you know, I'm doing Hall & Oates too right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane wants to add, no way, man. I really enjoyed talking with him that night. You too, of course. Well, he just okay. threw that in. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you see, I'm telling you guys, totally full of shit. But um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I, I am working. I'm busy. You know, I can't. I, you know, which is a high class problem for a jazz guitar player. <laughs>
So here we are, Sir Bruce and I, and we're pulling up another contest um, contestant winner, whatever you want to call it. Um, I we got to get in touch with Lenny Bro's uh, daughter, I believe. Oh wow, I'd love to. She uh, she wants to come on the show, and she's just released the next documentary, or that's coming out, the second documentary. Wow, of course she's. That would be so We would great. love to have you on the show. And if, uh, I'd love to see it. That'd be really cool. The first one's amazing too. Um, okay, here we go. Competition. We are shuffling through all the, the people. He's putting the names on a docket that I, only I can see. <laughs> and I will try to decipher. <laughs> We're running it through our strict... Um, code enforcement. We have regulations. All right. How much? How much did everybody pay? That's that's the first. Well, you if you don't hear your name, you didn't do the three things, which is go to the website, subscribe yeah. at guitarwank.com, and then you go and leave us a review uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this amazing podcast, and lie if you have to, uh -huh. and then write us an email and tell uh -huh. us that you did all those things. Right. Okay. So, uh, here we go. And these are the list of the people. This is... Uh, and our next successful candidate. Next successful winner, prize winner is... Can I get a drum roll? Christian Suter. Christian Suter. And he is from Germany. You did it again, Troy. Oh, Fuck, man, it's all more work for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think we have any American fans. No, it's, it's it just the European fans. He's from the Deutschland. Yes, he is. Does he say where or not? Uh, he it doesn't say where he is. He, he says, uh, you put a lot of love into the podcast. He likes your attitude. My attitude. Uh, he's the, <laughs> likes the old lesbian couple. He's been a fan of me and Scott since 88 when he was 18. And wow. we were older. Uh, he wants to know if I still have him play my Ibanez from that time. Yes, I have it still. And he had my record 2020. And it is not available on CD. And that's it. Wow, his name again? His name is Chris Suter, and he's going to win a wonderful prize. Chris Suter. And I will be in Germany, by the way. What? I'm going to Germany the first week of September. I'm going to be doing the Sontag workshop. And for those of you over in Europe, or for those of you anywhere in the world, I bet there's still room for more people. Um, although... And Scott just bought one of these. Scott just bought one, and a friend of mine, Paul McCallum, just got his. He oh, Paul got one. one. And it's, it's like, it's bad. It's, he, he, my, his thing is better than mine. It's, Damn, it's, he's getting better. He, well, it's, you know, 12 years later. But, right. uh, oh, yeah, it's a beautiful instrument. I mean, it sounds so good and plays so good, and it's just brand new. You what imagine, color? 
It's blonde. Do you like the blonde? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah it looks great. It's, he made it in a 17-inch. Mine's 16. Um, but there is going to be like a music workshop where we, we live in an abbey in Bavaria. <laughs> and we play... And it's amazing. I just got to say, during the morning we have these workshops, yep. and in the afternoon we go off and do excursions, and we just hang out, and we, and then and then in the evening we eat. They feed us in the abbey, you know, and it's like amazing food, and we sit around all night playing together. Oh damn! And just telling jokes. And how saying, how much is this? I don't know. You got to go down to Sontag Guitars website. And Will they take English, funny English-speaking people? Yeah, well, I'm, I, I don't speak German, so okay. I do, do the, I do the workshop in, in English. So everybody there speaks English. It'd be funny if you did it in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I could do it in Italian, but they'd probably understand that, or French. But um, oh, this is amazing! And this abbey is like an old. It's it's amazing. It's what? like this castle. It's it's like oh, the damn. Versailles. I mean, it's but you know. Right. Not as opulent, but really what, nice and comfortable. What part of Germany? Bavaria. Oh, Bavaria. Okay. You know, not far from Munich. Ah, oh, that'd be that sounds really cool. And and Stefan brings guitars, his demo what? guitars. So you don't even need to bring a guitar. You just show up. Because that's tempting, isn't it? Yeah, and they, it, I don't think it costs all that much either. Now, I see a lot of this with Martin Taylor yeah, and, right. and, and Tommy, Tommy Emmanuel and all. all that. I've never done anything like this. And I kind of, little, I get like, ah, oh, do I really want to be in a room with that many fucking guitarists? You know. Cool thing about Stefan's, they aren't that big. We, I think he keeps it capped around 10 people okay. max. Because like, 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 I, and I think the reason he keeps having me back <laughs> is because like, I think a lot of the guys who have done it with him before, like they'll do their morning thing and then they just leave and okay. everybody just hangs out in the afternoon and they eat dinner and whatever. When I do it, we do our morning thing and then we all go out together and do shit together and like it's usually a beer garden and have lunch and take a nap or whatever. Yeah. Then we meet for dinner or take hikes and then we meet for dinner and then we sit around the eating hall all night long jamming and playing tunes with each oh, other. Oh, sounds super So, I fun. mean, you know, I really make it a, a community experience. I'm not just there being paid to teach right, walk in and, and You're right. No, even Steve Vai does it now. Yeah, and, and it's great. It's yep. just a wonderful experience, man. I might have to do something like that. Well, I, I think you should do this one. It'd be fun. Be, that'd be really cool. Come out with the... You know, and, and of course, I mean, Stefan knows that he gets that many guys playing his guitars... He's, gonna, he's gonna sell one or two, yeah. you know. What I mean, but meanwhile, he's putting on this amazing experience for everybody. Go to Bulgaria, and the women there apparently amazing. In Bavaria, not Bulgaria. Bavaria. No, Bulgarian. Bulgarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easy for you to say. Okay, so we have Christian, who's a winner. Come to Good the you, come to the. Uh, Come to the workshop. I yeah, think, you can only I pick can, up your prize if you go to the workshop now. Yeah, that, that way I'll bring it I'll bring it for you. I'll, yeah, deli- you I'll hand deliver it if you say you're coming. That's a pretty good deal. I would go. Uh, maybe I will. Yeah. Who knows? Funny things You got any happening. airline miles? Just cash them in and go. Yeah, I know. The missus would love that. Oh, boy. <laughs> she already hates me. 
Did I, did I write to this guy that I say you won? I think I said that. Oh, I'm going to write that now. Anyway, so there you go. Another winner. I mean, because this, yeah, by the time, yeah, by the time he hears this, I hope this comes out before I go to Germany, but. Yeah, no, it will. Okay. It will come out. And um, there you go. All Just right. Another satisfied customer. So anyways, we got jet lagged humans. Yeah. And we're glad to be back on the air and we're excited to have the summer 69 back summer of 69 you know what now there's a guitarist someone wrote to me the other day keith scott keith scott you know who he is keith scott keith scott canadian guy um brian adams guitarist oh gretch and voxes just that's heaven to me right there that's really cool but anyway that's a different talking point we should get him on the show um there you go well thanks bruce good night good luck and sorry fuck i hope i can sleep now you, I know I will, but... I'm going to have to take some some sleeping tablets or something. No, you'll be okay. I'll be all right. You'll Same. be okay. All right, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Troy McCubbin and... Bruce Foreman. Not awesome. Bruce Lee. Don't confuse him with Bruce Lee, because that's happened uh, on numerous occasions. Uh, <laughs> Name that note. All right. <laughs> Out.